Hi, and welcome to the Hollywood Dreammaker Podcast. I'm your host, Billy Gallo. I'm a 35-year veteran actor. I'm the kid who came out to Hollywood with 200 bucks in my pocket and a one-way ticket when I was 18. Didn't know a soul out here, and I've been living my dream ever since. I've had an amazing career. I've been an Academy Award-winning film, blockbuster film, hit TV series. You name it, I've done it, and I got the IMDb credits to prove it. Six years ago, I opened up my own school, the Manhattan Actors Studio, where I found my true passion. That's teaching the craft of acting, but not only teaching the craft of being the guy. Success leaves clues. I know how to make dreams a reality. I did it for myself, and I do it on a daily basis for my students, and I can help you achieve yours. Welcome to my podcast. Let's get started. I am super excited to introduce my guest. He's a champion life coach and a motivational speaker. I want to welcome the change agent, Ronnie Ebanks. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Billy. Thank you for having me. Good to be here, buddy. How are you, brother? It's been a long time. It has. I'm doing fantastic. Life is really good. I'm grateful for so many things in my life and just, yeah, full of uh, exploration and challenges and an exciting time in my life, actually. It really is. Well, I got to tell you, I've been secretly watching you on your Instagram and your Facebook and the stuff that you're putting out there is, is really awesome stuff. I know everybody's going through a lot right now, you know, with this yeah. pandemic, you know, and there's a lot of depression and, and, you know, people are going through a rough time. And I love your motivational posts that you put out there, you know, either your Monday motivation, your Wednesday, <laughs> you, know, you, got, you got a name for them all, but I, yeah. I just truly love what you're doing out there. And I, and I thought to myself, you know, having you on as a guest would be, was it be amazing if you could share some of that wisdom and knowledge that you have. Appreciate that. Appreciate you having me on. So I created the podcast to inspire dreamers to follow their dream. If a kid like me from Brooklyn, from a rough childhood can come out to Hollywood, you know, with a dream and make that dream a reality, then why can't them or you or whoever's listening, you know, if I can do it, you can do it. And you have such an amazing story because you became a professional jockey and you had a dream at a very young age at 13, I believe. Right. Yeah, exactly. So can you tell me how you made that dream to become a championship jockey a reality? It's really an unbelievable story because I would have never in my world dreamed up till 13 years old that anything like that would have happened. I didn't have a love or an interest or an understanding of anything about horses or horse racing. And when we moved to Louisiana in the South, a couple of miles down the road, a, guy, a couple of houses down from where we moved to, our neighbor had four quarter horses that he trained after his job working at Texaco. And he had a younger son and my brother loved horses. So I kind of like wanted to be like my brother. I was really, uh, he was my idol and I was younger. So he didn't want me hanging around too much. I kind of aggravated him. But my dad said, maybe we'll go down and have that guy meet that guy. He might be able to teach you to be a jockey. He told my brother and I was in the car. And I saw a kid there the next day and I shot down there kind of really just to beat my brother to it, that that sibling rival thing. And then I got over there and the kid had to go help his dad in the morning. So I, perfect. I went with him. I'm helping him clean the stall. I said, I'll help you. And I'm doing he's showing me what to do and I'm catching on. And the next day he said, I got to go back. I got to do this every afternoon. I said, I'll come and help you tomorrow, too. The next day I'm helping him. He went into the house and the father come in. He said, listen, I was working really good. And he could see that I was catching on pretty quick. And he says, the kid really didn't want to get my work that much. He said, but if you want to come in and work every day, I'll give you $40 a week if you come and do this. Help me clean the stalls. So what, 40 a week? We were poor. We had five boys. My dad worked in a river. You know, we had what we needed, but that was it. 40 bucks was a fortune. I think I got $5 or $2, uh, you know, was my uh, uh, allowance. So that started it. And within a short amount of time, three to four weeks, I was in love with the horses. And six months later, he says, would you like me to teach you to be a jockey? And I'm like, again, I wasn't even seeing that, had no vision. And I'm at this time, now I'm in love with the horses. And this becomes like a miracle. Like, are you kidding me? So he taught me, he sent me down to another farm to learn to ride. Once I learned to ride a horse, I came back. He taught me how to ride to get ready to race. He put me in my first race. Six months later, we're running a race. Six horses, I'm riding his horse, Sneaky Pete, and we win by a nose in a six-horse race. And that was the dream. Then everything just exploded in like the miracle of what, it just trapped me, caught me, and I just, all I could see was. And they had a hometown boy who was one of the champions 
of Louisiana for sure. And, and, and it's breaking into the national spotlight, Randy Romero. And that's the farm where I grew up on. So that gave me the dream. Like I, Michael, I got connected to Michael Jordan right away. Like the camp he started out in kind of in horse racing terms. So right away, I wanted to be big. I wanted to be best. I wanted to be like him and be a top jockey. So from there, it took my life over of the commitment to my craft five o'clock in the morning, sometime, you know, for a long time during certain schedule, we'd be at 5 a.m. in the morning. Sometimes we did the work in the evening or in the morning, depending. But some, a lot of times it was 5 a.m. in the morning before school, going and riding the horses, cleaning the stalls, whatever it was. But I got so passionate about it that it wasn't work. It was fun. I couldn't wait to get there, you know, and them horses depended on me. It gave me a sense of responsibility. So I'm lucky that I found something like that so young that, that just brought me in with passion and love and excitement. And then here I am, I'm racing horses, making money. I'm 13, 14 years old. I'm making three, $400 on a Saturday. You know, that was like, my dad didn't make that a week at that time, probably. So it was just amazing. It was like a dream coming through right in front of me and, and just getting to ride there was good enough. And now I'm turning 15 and I, I get a chance to go professional a year earlier than expected. Uh, I got a new birth certificate said I was 15, 16 instead of 50 because I was getting kind of big. As you can see, I'm 5'11 now. When I was racing, I was a runt at the beginning. And 16, 17, I kept getting road spurts. By the time I was 23, I was 5'9 trying to stay 110 pounds. But what it took and what brought that was one discipline of work because we had the five boys. My dad, it was a hard hand. So we had to pull our own load and he was very strict and disciplined. So that propelled me in that business for a young man to be that put together, that respectful and that work ethic, it just outshined the crop really quickly. So that was fortunate for me, but then I was persistent. I showed up every day. I was committed. My word, you know, I, I was, I just grew in and matured so much quicker and I got to chase this dream. I was living the dream. I wasn't chasing. I was already living the dream. And the dream just kept widening and uh, expanding and, and improving. So it was, it was just an amazing, amazing ride. I actually wrote a book about it. My book's coming out in the spring. It's a memoir of the journey of my, uh, my life from the Caribbean to Louisiana, being poor and finding horses and changing my life and having this amazing, amazing uh, dream life that I got to live. That is amazing. You know, you, you, there were a lot of key words in there is passion. Mm-hmm. You know, this was your passion and, and the, the, the perseverance, the work that you put in there. You know, anybody, any dream, you know, it takes work. You know, you can, you can dream it all you want, but if you don't take massive action and you don't go to work, you don't put in those repetitions, it's probably not going to happen unless you get extremely lucky. Somebody recognizes you in a pharmacy or whatever, you know, those Very days. you hit the lottery. Yeah, it's a rarity. It's, it is hard work. And, and people think, you know, in my business, people think, oh, you know, oh, I'm going to be an actor. It's easy. But they don't realize how much work goes behind, you know, becoming an actor. The learning the craft and really putting in the time, putting in those 10,000 hours. <laughs> the big thing is, like you said, getting prepared. Because you know yeah. what luck is? Luck is where preparation meets opportunity. Opportunity comes along, you're not prepared. You might not get another opportunity. So that was what I understood early on, I was going to prepare myself the best I could at all times. I was working in my craft. I was putting in the time. I was showing up. I was staying late, going the extra more I gave, the more I got. And and I seen that and people wanted to help me more. The harder I worked, the earlier I was at the barn, people wanted to reward that, you know, the older gentleman. So in life, it's, you only get out what you put in. And like you said, you look at all the greats from Michael Jordan to you name it, uh, Michael Phelps, uh, the quarterback, uh, Brady. You look, you listen to their work ethic, and you know why they're champions. It ain't pure talent. A lot of them will tell you, I wasn't a talentist, but I outworked the rest. Kobe Bryant's story is one of the best. I mean, he just had a, a mission in his head that he was going to be the greatest there was. Everything he took from him, he was going to show up and, and give. And he did, and look where he got. And that's how they rise above It's all about the, the preparation. I tell my actors all the time, if you fail to prepare – You've prepared to fail. Great you want to be more prepared than everybody else. You want to outwork them, out prep them, out choice them, out everything them. So they can't even compete. They're not even in the same league. And what that does, it gives you confidence because I know this, man. I know this material better than everybody else. I know how to ride that horse, you know, because I've been, I, I was running them all morning long. You know, I know what it feels like. 
I love that. So, so you go 15 years old, you're a professional jockey. Now you're running in some big, big races, right? Traveling the country. I leave Louisiana, going to Arizona, going to Chicago. I go to Michigan. I go to Kentucky and I'm getting a ride and I'm winning a ton of races. I become champion in my first season professionally at 15. Wow. I leave home two hours away. I'm going to school in the day and I'm racing at night. On the weekends, we race in the day. So it was perfect. So here I am, a 15-year-old junior in high school and uh, racing horses, the champion jockey in the local town. I get the celebrity status. I'm making all this money. I'm sending every bit home to my mom. And I'm, plus, I'm getting 500 or 1000 a week in cash and tips. It was just crazy. It was unbelievable. But I, I was able to manage it because I was so disciplined, raised so disciplined. that, And I had a passion to be great. I, I mean, I had a, a vision and a dream to be the number one guy. And I wanted to go bigger than there. I had bigger dreams. I wanted to go to the big times is what we called it. I was in the little market. I was a big fish. But that kept me motivated, kept me on point because I know I couldn't derail from my dream. And I watched my counterparts partying, drinking, staying out late, missing, losing clients like that. And I wasn't going to let, I wasn't going to let myself be the cause of uh, not being successful or reaching my goals. Love that. So discipline, discipline's a big part of it. And, And I had to give up a lot. There's a lot of nights I wanted to go party and hang out with the girls or hang out with the boy, you know, where the party was and the fun was, but I was the guy that went home, got in bed so I could be up at five o'clock and when all the rest of them were sleeping in, not making it to work, you know? Love that. So uh, that's, that's, that's a big part. Commitment in anything. If you're going to be great, you're going to be successful. It's going to take commitment. And if you're not prepared to do that, you're not prepared to win. You're not prepared for success. It takes so many elements besides talent. You know, the talent's a one ingredient. You can, you, can, you can craft that talent more and more. But if you don't add all the ingredients of the persistence, the commitment, you know, the relentless taking no for an answer, outworking, you know, the work ethic, all these things, it adds up to help you create your dream. What you said, the vision, you had this vision, you know, I truly believe that you have to have that vision. You have to see it. You have to believe it. You have to really know that you're going to achieve it. It's got to be in your heart. I mean, like for me, when I was a kid, you know, I used to watch this TV show called The Fall Guy with Lee Majors, you know, yeah. and about Hollywood and stuntmen and stuff. And I'd sit on my on my couch and I'd watch that TV and I envisioned myself being on that show, being on TV, you know, Hollywood and all this stuff. When I had 18, you know, when I came out here with 200 bucks in my pocket and one-way ticket, you know what the very first audition was? Right. It was for a guest star on The Fall Guy. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. And I went in there and I got that part, got me my SAG card. And it's like literally like I climbed into my television and there I was with the $6 million man, Lee Majors. Oh, and, you know, Heather Thomas. And here I am. It's like I had arrived. Not an accident. No, and it's things not. Are not an accident. Visualization is a big part of it. Seeing it, seeing yourself in it, seeing it happen to you gives a relation to what it is like. And that energy is connected in the universe. I believe so much in spirituality about the law of attraction. Mm -hmm. What we put out, what we focus on expands. What we put out comes back. What we can see for ourselves, we can attain. What we believe we can achieve. All that is not just words. It's truth. That's what pulls us, propels us toward them results is knowing it, believing it, going after it, achieving it. We got a saying is you dream it, declare it, deliver it. If you can dream it, you declare it, you can del- and, and then deliver it. I love that. I am a big believer in putting it in front of you. Vision boards. You know, every year with my actors, I have them sit around January and we cut out magazines and just create that vision board and put it in front of you. So you Whatever see it is. Whatever it is that you want to achieve. And then you see it on a daily basis and you take a little moment to actually, you know, really. Just like you said about that movie, I'm reading a book right now called The Answer. It's a great book, a great business book by John Arasoff. Very successful guy and great writer, a great book. A friend of mine gave it to me. But in this book, right at the beginning, he tells a story about a vision board. And he had this, this house that he had saw in the magazine. He had it on his vision board and 10 years, eight years, nine years later, when his dream started coming through, he's able to buy this, finally be able to buy this big house. He ends up at this house that he finds that he's buying and he never realizes till he's almost done closing it. That's the the house on the vision board that it was in a magazine that he had seen (laughs) eight or nine years earlier. 
that is a house he ended up buying his first big dream home, not knowing that that was actually the house that he had had on the vision board. It's a really cool story. And he talks about how that and seeing that, believing that and what that looks like, and then not be attached to win. That's the big thing. I want this and I want it now, or I ain't getting it. I've been doing it. I've been praying on it and it didn't come. Well, get stay on your knees. Consistency. Patience is the other thing. Just like with the part of getting, you see, you read the story. If you got belief and you got faith and, and you're resilient, your time is going to come, but not on your time. It'll come in time. But if you, if you stay consistent, your dreams will happen. You see the studio that I'm sitting in this, this, yeah. My Manhattan active studio. Yeah. Well, I created a vision board way, way. I always have dreamed of having my own little black box theater, you know, with theater seats and the whole thing. I dreamed this up way before wow. it came to fruition. When I moved to the beach, I was living in Hollywood and my wife and I decided to move down to the beach and we're in the beach house one day and I'm going through some stuff in the garage and I pull out an old vision board that we was created years ago. And I pull out the vision board and I dust it off and I, and I come inside the house and I, I says, babe, you're not going to believe this. I said, come over here. I go, look at this picture. It was a beach house and it was exactly the same and had the white wood rafters. It was, I mean, it was, it was identical. The, the view was identical. <laughs> I mean, it was ridiculous how that had came to fruition. I'll give you another story. One year we were over here with all my actors cutting, you know, and they had a travel magazine and everybody's cutting out all the stuff. Everybody cut out New York and this and that. And that. I got it. When I, when I got, I got the scraps. There was nearly nothing left. There was not, nothing, literally nothing left. There was one little picture of a, a gondola and I cut it out and I put it on my, my vision board. And it was no, no thing, no desire to go to Venice. I, you know, I was just, I put it on that, glued it on my vision board. Well, that year, and it was like, I don't know, towards the end of the year, like, I don't know, November, September, somewhere around there, my sister-in-law calls me up, and my wife up and says, hey, she says, I'm going to Rome, and I got this Airbnb, and there's an extra room. You guys should just come. You know, you don't have to pay for the... Uh, so I was like, yeah, we should, you know, so we wind up and then next thing you know, I'm in Venice and I took a picture and I have the gondola and it's the exact same gondola picture from the one on my vision board. If I showed you and they're, they're identical. I was into your subconscious seeing that picture, yeah. feeling yeah. that seeing that scene and your subconscious, I believe it, it, it brings power. It brings memory. It goes pulls the energy towards it. Sure, it's so true. true. I really you, believe that. You, you, you manifest. Yeah, you're turning the channel, the vibration to that channel going, okay, <laughs> and there it goes. Yes. You know, it comes yes. to you. So that's why I believe that you should, everybody should take some time in meditation every morning and take some time to just kind of breathe and ground themselves. And then, you know, at the end of the meditation, you know, just spend a little time visualizing all those things you want to achieve and writing them down. Because I believe when you write it. Nothing more powerful a person can do for themselves in my belief next to nourishing their body correct and healthy wise is meditation, nourishing the mind. People forget so much or people never learn to self-care, nourish this, the intuit, the intuit inside, the mind, the quietness. That's where everything is. Your mind controls everything in your life anyway, right? Your thoughts. When you're nourishing yourself, quieting the mind is where you open the space for creativity, our mind is going, we have 60, 70,000 thoughts a day is cluttering our mind. 80% of them are the same from yesterday. 20% are conscious thoughts. 80% are recycled. The angers, the sadnesses, all of them things. So we got to put onto there. We got to program in there the things that we want, that we see for ourselves, not what we don't see or what we're fear of. We put that in there and that shows up, right? Yeah. What, you, yeah. what you focus on. Where energy goes, it, that's where the, where the focus goes, energy goes. Yeah, it flows. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and I love that because if that's what you're focusing on. You create so much for yourself. Forget about nobody gave me a chance. Nobody opened the door for me. Do all the things and then doors open and people show up. That perfect mate, that business, that job you were looking for, that part that you were dreaming on, the house, you know, just like Jim Carrey. He wrote a check to himself for $20 million. You hear, you hear the story. Yeah, it's amazing. It's, so it's possible. But possible. That's the word. That's another word I want everyone to really take in is what is possible in your life? Sure. Everything. Everything that you say and see as possible is possible. 
Whatever you say is not possible for you, you've already decided. So live in possibility because everything is possible until it doesn't happen. When it doesn't happen, you recommit to it happening at a later date. You can keep recommitting. It's not failure unless you quit. And quitters never win. Winners never quit. Love that. You know, if, if you say you can't or you say you can't, you're, you're 100% right. right. Yeah, you're right. So it's, yeah, you got to be, you got to, you got to guard the gates of the mind. Guard the gates. Another powerful statement. Yeah. So, Go you know, for me, you know, for me, it's, it's noise. It's monkey brain. It's, it's noise. And I say, you got to guard the gates. You know, if you're in your head, you're dead. If you can get in your heart, you're smart. You know, this is truly where you want to be. You want to come from your heart, from love and from joy and from peace. If you would have told Billy Gallo from Brooklyn that he'd be talking meditation, love, peace, and joy about eight years ago, I would have told him you're out of your fucking mind. But I had an awakening. I had some stuff happen to me. Look, I had my 11-year-old niece die of brain cancer. I had my stepfather die of prostate cancer. I had my... Dog ran out and got hit by a car and died. My wife and I had a miscarriage. My wife got diagnosed with breast cancer. I mean, this happened in like like a year and a half's time, like back to back to back to back to back to back. And I truly felt like my roots had been ripped out from from underneath me. How could you not? And I couldn't control my emotions. You know, I was melting down. I'd be like in a doctor's office. The doctors were more concerned about me than my wife. Yeah, asking yourself, why? Why me? What have I done? Yeah, I I just felt like I was getting, I felt like uh, Jake LaMotta on the ropes. I was getting pummeled by cancer and and it was just, it was just overwhelming. And my beautiful wife, when she was going through everything that she was going through, her her healing process, she always wanted to become a, a yoga teacher. And so she started doing her yoga teacher training. And then part of it was the meditational training. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm still a mess from everything that happened. And she said, you know, you should really should go down and try this meditation thing. And I'm like, nah, I don't think so. You know, meditation, I can, like, yeah, I I'm going to shut down my mind. You know, I'm not going to have any thoughts. <laughs> yeah. So, but, but I tried it and I went and it was tough. I had monkey brain and took, and, but I kept showing up and I kept going back and I kept going back. And then, you know, I had an amazing meditation where it was like, it was an, it was like a, uh, like what the Out hell is going Like, it was truly like, I, like my body was just a shell. Yeah. And I really tapped into my light source, the, the God mm-hmm. in me, the light in me. Mm-hmm. And it was just so amazing that I was hooked. And I would, I, you know, then I took my teacher training and then I started studying different types of meditating. <laughs> and I'm a true believer that the breath is super powerful. Scientists have proven it, <laughs> but ain't, ain't no doubt about it. The, the first thing you do when you're born is you take your first breath, right? And the last thing you do when you die is you take your last breath. Life and death is within a breath. It is super powerful. So you want to become the master of your breath. You know, I didn't even know how to breathe. I was doing this chest breathing and I learned how to breathe for the first time. And what had happened is I grew my roots back and a strong, like an oak tree, strong foundation underneath me. And all of the stuff that I was dealing with, I got to let go. And free myself up. And my my wife is healthy. And it's been an amazing journey. You know, sometimes you have to go into the shit to come out the other side stronger and yeah. grow. What don't you make you stronger? It did. You know, it was the toughest thing I had to deal with in my life, but it made me a, a stronger a man, a love deeper, better father. You know, you don't awakening. take shit. For, yeah, wait. You don't really take awaken to your truth and your true essence of who you are and what life is and the beauty around you and how lucky and blessed we are with the little things. What's really important. Well, it got me on my knees and I was literally, you know, in church one day meditating and and I walked out of church and I found this card on the steps of the church and it said time, talent, treasure. And it's like, it was saying like, how do you share your time, your talent and your treasure? And it, it, it was like, I'm not. I'm really not. For the longest time, it was about me, 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 my acting ego. It was an ego. What I can get, what part I can get, what I can get in. And then, then I had a, my aha moment was like, you know, I had a a voice said, you know, you you need to open up an acting studio. (laughs) And I was like, what? And I really got like, if you build it, they will come. (laughs) Kind of, you should build this studio. Yeah. Yeah. 
And, and everybody I told this to laughed at me and told me I was out of my mind. Why would you do that? You should rent the Knights of Columbus Hall. You should do it in a, in a cat. And I was like, no, no, no. I am, I'm being called to open up this school. And I did. And it's been the most amazing thing for me because I really found my, my destiny. Listen, I got the dream. Now my destiny is to be the greatest acting coach to, to help other people achieve their dream. What I really got is it's not about me anymore. You found your, you found your, yeah. you found your true purpose to make a difference, to give what you didn't have when you were this age. I wish there was somebody like me. I wish I had no clue. I came out to clueless, 200 bucks in my pocket, one more ticket. You know, I had my street yeah. smarts that helped me survive over here. Right. You know, luckily I had those because, you know, there were, there was a lot of stuff that could have happened to me if, if I, I didn't have those street smarts. But if you had, if you had this kind of support and this kind of guidance, this kind of a, a cocoon to come into and, and grow and nurture yourself and get the wisdom and get the camaraderie from others and the support instead of the, all of that out there on the street, everybody out for each other, everybody trying to take care of themselves and selfishness and yeah, jealousy. And yeah. So it's a big family here. You know, it's a family. So beautiful. Safe home. I mean, you, you know, people come to my studio and it's like, it's almost like a church. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's yeah. really, it's a really yeah. safe place to be vulnerable. And I really teach that that vulnerability, that, that, that's, that's their superpower, man. That's their yes, strength. That's all of our superpower. Yeah. Our biggest strength is in our vulnerability. It's never in our muscles or our dominance or our successes when we're being the most vulnerable, most opened up, the most giving of ourselves, most selfless of ourselves is when the real juice of life takes place. Love that. Yeah. In the relationship, you want to be powerful in your relationship, be very vulnerable. Yeah. Just be all responsible, be open. For me, I found, you know, the secret to living is giving. It's really a being of service. And, and, and it seems to me like you're on the same path as me Absolutely. because when I, when I, when I, when I hear you speak, it's all about being of service and adding value to people's lives. And that's why I do it. That's why I share. I have a, a Facebook group called living uh, your best life with Ronnie Ebanks, uh, shifting into your best life with Ronnie Ebanks. And that's what it is. It's, no matter where you at, you can shift into a better you by taking care of you better, first of all, and then giving more of you to others, to your relationship, to your family, to your friends, to others, to strangers, making someone else's day, supporting someone else, lifting someone else up in some way. That's how you find your higher source, again, is when you're outward focused, not when you're inward focused on what you can get and what you can do, what you can attain, how you can you know, accumulate. That's never that real brings you to success. Tony Robbins says this, it's when you're giving and when you're progressing. And when you're progressing is through learning and through growing, through expanding, expanding your awareness. That's contribution. how, yes, contra, through contribution. Yeah. Through contribution or in progress is going to bring you to two most successful, happy, joyful places in your life. It's through them. It's never through anything you attain in a job, anything outside of you. And what you attain and what you get in life is who you become, what you become, who you become that makes the true joy and the lasting, what was it, your legacy? You know, it ain't going to be because he was a president and CEO of Shell Oil or MGM Studios. Who was the guy as a person? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? People will forget what you say to them, but they'll never forget how you make them feel. Yeah, I love so that. How can you do that for, you know, and I'm always looking for that in little ways all through my days, all through my life. Now it is, and again, I was like you, I, I, I went to a course, in my late 40s, uh, emotional intelligence course that I got enrolled to go through by a friend, a super successful friend that went and changed his life. I'm like, I don't know what it is, but I'll go check it out because I'm always interested if I could make myself a little better, create a little better me. Well, did I find an opening that the path to this? I realized then that's what my purpose was after taking this 100-day course, learning all these tools, opening me up and changing my way of how I showed up, how I treated others. And I went back and coached and gave my time to support the next class and really found another passion and another desire and, and vision to this is where I belong. I belong doing this because when I'm helping and sharing what I learn and people are accepting of it and expanding from it, it's the, it was the greatest feeling ever. And that inspired me to want to coach, to want to speak, to want to uplift, to want to motivate uh, and it's, it's more about inspiring and sharing what inspired me. 
and finding a way every day to inspire someone, if not one, if one person, if not more in some kind of way. And like everybody I talk to that I can find that I can share something. And sometimes I'm overbearing with it because when I, I, I feel a, a need to call, I was running down the beach the other day, a mother, two mothers and their two sons. They could have been 10, 12 years old or two boys, but I was in a place and what I was manifesting on, I was going to stop and talk on was about dream and possibility and believing in yourself. And these young boys that I, I stopped and asked the mom, can I have permission to share? I have a call, I have a, a calling to share with these two young men, some inspiration, some wisdom that I learned. They said, yes, please do. And the two young boys fixing to go in to surf, listen to me. And they're just like giving that to them. And it's just like, Whatever they do with it, I know one day they're going to remember something I said there because it was just coming from such a pure place. And like something had me stop and go and share and call them forward to how great they they possibly are and what's possible for them and what they can achieve if they believe in themselves and cloud out what other people think or ever say. And that's another subject that we can get on. One of the biggest blocks in our life and most hurtful is judgment of others and opinions of others that we let get to us, that we take in. People will give it out, but us taking it in. We got to learn and know what anyone else thinks of us, good or bad, is none of our business. Because it's one person's interpretation of what they see. And where's that interpretation coming from? How are they raised? What are their values? You know, what do you know? So why would you listen? You're fat, you're ugly, you're too tall, you're too rich, you're too poor, you're not, whatever. No one's opinion matters at the end of the day, it's always only going to be what you think and believe about yourself and believe possible for you. Just like you said, everyone told you, don't do this. What are you crazy? Just rent this place or are you going to invest in that? You lose all your money. It ain't for them. And when you burn the bridge, when you decide to do it, there was no way it wasn't going to work, right? That's what you sure. thought. That's what you believe. So when you believe and think that way, you achieve that way. Yeah. If you want to take the island, burn the boat. <laughs> There's no boat back. I mean... The clues are out there all over. Success leaves so many clues. Yeah. And they're simple, but it's action. It's taking action too. That's the next thing we step on. You know, you dream, you plan. I got all of this. I'm going to do this after. And when I get time and when I get my month off from work and next year when my somebody's in town can help me and or, or in February, I'm going to, all of that is a story you're wrapped in a procrastination sure. that's going to get you the same thing it got you in the past. Well, you hit the nail on the head when you said it's about fear of people of judgment. I mean, I almost did not, when I opened up my school, there was fear of like, people were going to judge me, you know, or, or the podcast, people were going to judge me. And I almost let that little voice get in the way and stop me. And then I really said, who gives up what anybody else thinks? How can I be of service? How can I touch as many people's lives as I can if I'm just going to play small? I can't. I have to get outside my comfort zone. I have to get on a micro. I, this is so outside my comfort zone talking. You know, I'm an actor. I used to hide behind a character. I can be the character, but it's not me. But then creating a podcast, I had to be me. And I was worried about, well, what are people going to think? But, you know, I really got, I got past that real fast. I don't really care what people think. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, it doesn't because, matter. because when I get that email, or that text or that thing or whatever, and, and, and people say that they really have changed from what they've heard come out of me, I know I'm making, I'm, I'm doing my job. You know, if it's one Boy. person. If one yes. person hears this podcast and and they get these golden nuggets and they go and they take massive action, they, they change their life, they start meditating, they start whatever it is, then we have done our job. A hundred percent. And that's what I want them to know. Take them nuggets, write them nuggets down and apply one today, apply two tomorrow and then start applying four or five every day. Get a ritual that every day you do a consistent thing to set yourself up to win. Start off with getting up and meditating. Start off with getting up and looking in the mirror and saying how beautiful you are, how possible it is, and you love you and you forgive you and you support you. You, look in your eyes. You're the one that need to tell you. No, you don't need someone else to tell you. Don't wait for someone else to tell you. Tell yourself, get up in the morning, go to the mirror. I love you. I accept you. And I forgive you for everything in the past. I am capable. I am a smart, I am successful, I am, add that to it. Love Every morning, tell yourself you have to start. So you never have to someone at someone else. Don't look at, don't look for it from someone else. You, you'll be your best cheerleader, your best support 
It's sure. taking care of you. And again, with them rituals, get some exercise in the morning. Every day, move the body. You move the body, it moves the blood, the, the energy in the mind, in the body. It, it just, everything's healthier. I don't, I don't care what that is. It, have to, it don't have to be two hours at a 24-hour fitness. It doesn't have to be an hour burnout. It could be 20 minutes a day, but do something every day. And then nourishment, nourish yourself well. We know what we're supposed to do. We're just not doing it. Love that. And we're not putting enough of them together. I love what you're saying. I truly believe in having a morning ritual. For me, it starts with like making your bed in the morning. I'm great, great, great. I love you. I know you've seen the body. The, yeah, uh, just get up and make your bed, right? This is my ritual. I get up, I make my bed. I make it, I make it right too, tight, you know, <laughs> like you. Really yes. make, it, make it pretty, yes. you know, because I just accomplished something. Boom, right, right there. Right. And then if I, and then on my way to the bathroom, I go through gratitude, man. I'm just through a gratitude list. Thank you for this new day. I'm so grateful for this. I'm great. And I fill myself up with as much beautiful gratitude as possible. Little things all around you. And then I get into the shower and I turn it on cold water, no hot water every morning. So the little little voice, the little voice, little Billy, you know, scared, fearful, whatever. He's like, no, don't get in there. It's cold. And I say, I let myself know who I am. I'm the beast and the beast loves cold water. And I get in there and I say, you know, now I'm the voice, you know, I would lead, not follow. I will create, not destroy. I'm a force for good. I'm a force for God. I am a leader. The beast loves cold water. And I let myself know from the get-go who oh, I am. Yeah, that's powerful. Billy, that's so powerful. I hope the listeners really take that in. If someone can do that during the winter, we were going every morning at 7 a.m. for a run and then a jump in the ocean for four or five minutes, a uh, cold plunge. And let me tell you, it changed my day in an amazing way every day that we've done it to, to go in the cold shower is to your body the cells to awaken it's another great thing if someone can add that to their sure routine information and incantation to let yourself know who you really are because you're not your thoughts you're not the little voice in your head. So you want to guard the gates of your mind and you want to get into your heart and come from that, from that light, love, peace, joy. And if you fill your heart in gratitude and you start your day like that, you're not going to have a bad day. <laughs> it's not going to happen. I'm just you like you. The first thing, before I get out of bed, I, I, I try to remember before yeah. I get out, three things that I'm grateful for. Again, yeah. our, our mentor and idol, Tony Robbins. It's yeah. like start your day there. So before my feet hit the ground, I try to do it so I don't forget but you have to root, you know, but it's in your routine. Again, it's a part of our ritual. I, I, and I, listen, I did look, my wife told me a couple of years ago, she said, Oh, I got us some tickets to this event. Uh, you know, we're going to go, it's like a three day thing. You know, it's a Tony Robbins event. And I was like, what? I was like, Tony Robbins event. I was like, eh, what are you talking about? You know? And I, and I went and I got to tell you, I drank the Kool-Aid because, you know, he, it's just a powerful, powerful conversation. And it's so, he gives, he, but he gives so much gold and nuggets, some stuff that you can truly take. And really, if you apply it into your life, if you change your story, you change your life. Apply it. Hearing it ain't enough. Reading the book ain't enough. Apply. You, know, you got to take massive action. You know, you got to truly get up on a daily basis and, and say, I'm going to do it. And I'm going to win. It. it ain't over till I win. Les Brown. It's not over till I win. Failure's not an option. If you have that attitude, if you have that conviction, nothing's going to stop you. I don't want to hear the stories. Yeah. Boo-hoo. I heard them all. You can make them all up. You either got results or you got excuses. Yep. I'm going to have results. And when I don't make my results tomorrow, I'm going to declare them the next day. And if I miss them the next day, I'm going to declare them the following day. I'm going to break down. I'm going to break through them. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay you didn't get it today. Get up and get it tomorrow. Yeah, and go get some no's. Go get some no's. You know, no's are good. Failure's good. Go get some no's. Every no brings you closer to a yes. Go get some fucking no's. No's mean you're in the game. Exactly. No's mean you're you're in, in the arena. Don't take it personal. Don't take it personal. It's not personal. You learn from it. You move on. You grow. What I love what you said is, you know, telling yourself, you know, being, I, I say, you know, be your best friend, not your worst enemy. Correct. 
it's really easy to look at yourself in the mirror and start judging yourself and oh, you look at you, you look fat. Oh, you did, you know, and it, stop, stop. The most powerful voice in your life is right here, standing right on this shoulder. True. And one is on this shoulder. It's like the wolf. Yeah. The good wolf and the bad wolf. Which one's going to grow? The one you feed. Exactly. I got. I constantly have to catch myself when I'm, you know, beating myself up, and I'm, I'm like, whoa, 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 that's noise. Be quiet, <laughs> you know, because Billy, little Billy, is a damaged little boy. There was a lot of bad shit that happened to little Billy, mm-hmm. so he constantly wants to creep in and and start telling me what to do. But you know what could happen? You know what happened last time? Or you remember how that when you did that? But, you know, Billy, I can't let little Billy drive the bust of my life because he's a sabotage. He's a smack. He doesn't know how to drive. So I've literally had to take him out, but give him some love and say, I love you. Okay. You know, and I think it's really important for people, the listeners to give themselves permission to be shine their light. I think a lot of people want to dim their light. You know, they don't feel like they're worthy, but, you know, I tell every, they were created a masterpiece. There is nothing wrong with them. It's in these little noise in their brain that they got to get out of here and get into their heart and come from their true self-acceptance of who you are, whatever size, whatever color, whatever nationality, none of that matters. All of us were created in uniquely, like you said, a masterful masterpiece because we're created by the master. So embrace who and what you are and how you are. Don't compare. Comparing is the other thing. I want to be like this one, or I got to get this thin, or I need to get this big, or I need to get this kind of car. I need to be living this, keep it up with the Jones. None of that matters. Work on you, your inner you. Become more valuable by creating a better you, doing more homework, taking more courses, taking, you know, doing the exercises, grow yourself. Uh, Tony's uh, coach, love that guy. What's his name? Tony Robbins is the mentor. Jim Rome. Jim Rome says, work harder on yourself than you do on your job. That's how you become more valuable in the marketplace of life is working on yourself, taking care of yourself, loving yourself, conditioning yourself conditioning your mind, graining that wisdom, reading them books, taking them seminars. That's how you're going to get it. Not sitting around waiting to see if the phone rings to get that part or that whatever it comes in. It ain't coming looking for you. Yeah, I'm constantly taking seminars. I, you know, I grow so I can give. What I learn, I get to give to my students. I give them the these golden nuggets. You know, I'm constantly trying to grow every day reading something, listening. I mean, I'm listening to audio books all the time. I have them all, you know, in my ear the whole time. If you're not growing, you're stuck. Yep. Stuck. You're not moving forward. Stagnant and stuck is no life you want to live in. How do you define success? Success for me came with finding fulfillment, finding peace and freedom. Freedom gave me success. I'd had superficial success, money, and um, material things and titles and that I thought was success. True success came when I stepped away from the control and the schedule and the hour and the, of my time. Now having the freedom to go after what it is I want to every day and uh, the, the courage to continue to explore these new avenues of business whatever that is. I'm a, po- I'm, a profes- I'm a semi-professional poker player. I own a company that I run. I'm motivational speaking life coach. I own another business in New Orleans, a UPS franchise. And I started a, a VIP business in the summers. And so I'm always doing something else. I'm never limiting myself. So that freedom, success ain't in dollars, success ain't in material things for me, is waking up, every day joyful and peaceful and happy with where I am and what I have, not waiting till I have something else or thinking when I have this or when I get that. In other words, before I get the part, before I become an actor, I'm happy and I'm a success because I'm following my dream. Because I chose to have the courage to go after what I desire, what brings me alive, what excites me. So many people are stuck in jobs that you would look at and say they got a successful position, successful career, they're miserable. They're unhappy. They feel trapped. They don't feel free. They don't feel celebrated. They don't feel excited to go to work. That's not success. The CEO that goes there dreading, I don't care how many numbers he's got on his check every month. 
all of that you can't take with you. Yeah, I call those golden handcuffs. Yeah, golden know? handcuffs. I love that. <laughs> That's what I call that. Success is having the uh, living life on your own terms and being a giver, being outward focused and honoring yourself, honoring yourself, your truth, becoming your best self, taking care of your best self. You were giving this amazing vehicle of a body. Take care of it. Appreciate it. Success is recognizing that and being so grateful. As you know, going through with your wife's cancer, how close that was, what that looked, what out of fear that put you in that, that that could have been worse. God bless and thankful that she came through and look at what health is, is everything. If you got your health, first of all, you've got more wealth than 90% of the world. Sure. If you got just your health. So start there. As you said, gratefulness. When you wake up grateful every day, you're successful. Sure. When you wake up starting what you're grateful for and looking at how many little things that are so blessings in your life, you're successful. Yeah, focus on what you have, not what you don't have. You know, all the beautiful things you do have, you know, and, and be in gratitude. Yeah, that brings in the other things that you desire. Sure. It's okay to desire and dream and want. Allow them to come in their time. Keep doing the right things for yourself and moving yourself forward, progressing. Yeah. Again, how can I progress today? What else can I do? What can I do next to help my cause of conditioning myself better, taking care of my health better, taking care of my mind? Mental health is one of the biggest issues in this country, in this world. And where does it come from? Fear, that stress, anxiety that we create. That's another thing I want to touch on. Don't become an owner of a company that manifests anxiety. I'm not in the manufacturing business anymore. I got out of it. I don't manufacture anxiety anymore. That's manufactured by your thoughts and fears of what might happen in the future. That's where that comes from. Anytime you say, oh, I got too much anxiety. or I got to take a pill for my anxiety. I got, I hate to hear, to hear people say that because people bring all of that on themselves with what they're focusing on, what they're thinking and, you know, and what they're doing about it. Taking a pill, that's going to create it worse as you come off of them, you know. I tell when I hear that word anxiety, I say, I want you to delete that word from your vocabulary. Yes, I don't want I don't you to ever it. say that word ever Thank you. again, ever, Thank you. ever. Thank you. It's poison. It's it like is. taking poison, giving yourself poison and, and wanting to succeed. You got to watch what you're putting into your brain. You you say anxiety, you say that's what you're, you're, you're turning the channel to anxiety channel. <laughs> and again, when you say it, what does your subconscious do? Records it. Yeah. What does it say tomorrow? I'm in anxiety. I'm anxiety. The least a little thing comes up, you go to that word. Don't speak it. I don't put that word out there. And when others do, I ask them to reject that for themselves. When someone else says something negative that you don't accept, say it out loud. Don't let your subconscious plant that or record that. Reject it that it's not recorded. I reject that for myself. I am successful. I am courageous. I'm not going to be fearful. I am not going to worry I love those two words. I am, you know, anything after I am. So I think everybody should take some time and give themselves uh, in that meditation in the morning afterwards. Just journal. How about journal? Right. Yeah. Journal. I am successful a hundred times. I am loving a hundred times. I am forgiving a hundred times. I am smart. I am beautiful. I am worthy. How about write that a hundred times so it gets recorded into the when you write it, you invite it into your brain. You know, I have, my, you. you know, the beast when he got said, I am fearless. I am confident. I'm successful. I'm healthy. I am wealthy. I am love. I am. I am. You keep putting that I am, I am into you. And, or you could say, I am you know, anxious. You know, I am depressed. Or I am you know, what, what, scared. What, what, I'm yeah, worried. What you, yeah. I am nervous. You know, I tell my actors, they say all the time, I'm, I'm nervous. I go, delete that freaking word from your vocabulary because Thank you're you. not nervous. What you are right now is called excitement. And that's a good thing. Anxious. You want that. Anxious is a word we can use. I'm getting anxious, but I'm going to breathe and, and calm myself yeah. down. I'm anxious I can control. So if they want to use them, replace it with anxiousness because some people need something. Well, well, what am I feeling? Well, maybe you're just anxious right now because your thoughts where they're going. So how do I do that? Slow down, breathe. Like you said, align yourself, breathe and breathe that anxiousness out. And if you do that in three minutes, like somebody wants to have a cigarette, tell them to breathe deep for three minutes and think, see if they want to have a cigarette when they're done in three minutes. I bet you they'll wait. Even even as addictive and strong as nicotine is, breathing heavily, deeply, long for three minutes 
will bring your body and everything down because it takes you away from the thoughts that you're thinking that's in the future, that's causing the fear, that's causing the anxiousness that hasn't happened yet, that you're making up. We do it to ourselves. Don't do it, people. When you think you have an anxiety, you're creating it. You're not having it. How do I stop creating it? Start breathing and following breath takes you away from the thoughts of what you're doing, calms you down, and you lose that thought and replace it with joy. Replace that thought you're having with something, a moment, a time when you were really happy, when you were really excited about something, maybe winning a race, winning a bet, a birthday present, a date, something really amazing. Think on that for two seconds. And watch what happens. You change your state. You get out of that anxiousness. You get out of that anxiety that you're calling. And you just hit a key thing. You know, it's, it's really changing your state. We have the ability to change our state in a moment's notice. All day long. That's why if you train yourself on a daily basis and you take some time to change your state, you know, like me jumping into the shower, that's a change. That's me changing my state immediately, you know, so it's about changing your state. And and then in that, in that breathing, in that breath work that you're talking about, well, what if you, what, what if you did that on a daily basis and you work that muscle? It's like going to the gym, working your breath. So it's five minutes. It's five minutes. It's five minutes a day. Meditation's five minutes. You don't have time. I don't have time. I hear I hate hearing that word. I don't have time. What That's do you, you not have five minutes for yourself? Ten minutes for yourself. Just stop and breathe. Just breathe. Thinking of nothing. Watching breath go in, go out. Just for five minutes. You know how powerful that is. Truly powerful. You know what clearing, how settling to the body, to the organs, to the mind that is. Five minutes. That try doing it twice. When I wake up in the morning and right before I go to bed at night. That's ten minutes. Of one of the most self-love acts you'll ever do for yourself. Nothing more powerful, in my opinion. Changed my life. I changed mine. I agree. And that was a statement. I read Oprah saying, when I learned to meditate in my 30s or 40s, whatever, she says, that's when my real creative juices, I cleared the space, all the noise, quieted my mind, and that's where the creativity really grew and expanded and took place. And, and, And I manifested all these Amazing things. Love that. She said, so I, when I heard that, you know what? I'm going to try it. Yeah. I was in my forties. God, I, I would have loved to learn meditation in my twenties. Could you imagine having that tool? Having that tool? Yeah. But see, this is, that's what I do here, man. I have, I, I teach it to my young actors. I teach, yeah. you know, so I think good. the most important to, to be a great actor, you have to be relaxed. And how do you get relaxed? Well, you can sit in a chair and go and do all these exercises, but you can't really do that in the lobby and others, but you can breathe. So if you train that breath on a daily basis, well, what happens is when you're in that moment, when you're backstage or you're waiting in that audition in that lobby, you can Thank take you. a breath and Thank the you. body goes, oh, I know what we're doing. We're shutting down the noise. We're getting into our heart and we're coming in the room, shining our light, not in fear, but in faith. Grounded and balanced. Grounded and balanced. Exactly. So you're, and you can affirm that. I am on the exhalation, grounded. I am. And what does that create? Confidence. Yes. Because now you're approaching your craft from a place of alignment. You're gonna give your, you're gonna give your most powerful expression. I wish I had these tools when I was young. Yeah. But you know the beauty beauty is is now I get to give them to everyone, and, yes. and now everybody they have these tools, and it's up to them to take action and apply it and yes. really go to work because it is work. It's not easy. You know, I you know some of my younger actors go, oh, uh, you know, I try. Uh, well, keep trying. <laughs> you know, keep doing it. Keep doing it because it will eventually click in. Thank you. And that's another word I want them to lose. I want you, no trying. Yeah. Get a pencil in front of them and ask them to show you how they try to pick this up so I can see what try looks like. I love that exercise. When somebody says, I, I tr- I'm going to try or I tried, I'm going to, I'm going to try. I'm like, you're going to try. No, you're going to do what you're not going to do. You know, trying. (laughs) I did it. I didn't do it as great as I could. I'll do it better next time. But I did it. I didn't try. I'm not going to try. I'm going to do this or I'm not going to do it. If you decide you're going to do it, it ain't no trying. It's doing it. Trying is leaving yourself an out. Sure. It's already looking for failure, for an opportunity for failure. But if I say I'm going to do it, I'm going to do do it. it. And if I fail to get there, you know what? I'm going to do it now. Hold on. Let me do it again. I'm going to do it this time. That's all. Keep recommitting. Love that. 
That's all. No give up. That's the key. Don't give up. No, don't give up. You know, you get knocked down, you dust yourself off, you get back up and you keep moving forward and you keep knocking on the toy and you keep getting those no's. And eventually, Walt Disney was bankrupt nine times before he created Disneyland. Well, I love the Colonel Sanders story, you know, 64. Yeah. And he, and he got a, a thousand and nine no's for his recipe. And then finally somebody said at 64, he opened his first at 64. Yeah. Can you believe that? Crock and open McDonald's was 40 or 50. <laughs> so it's like, I don't want to hear again. You're either going for results or you're going to start off with excuses, having excuses ready. I don't want to hear excuses. I tell my kids, don't give me, don't give me a story. Don't give me excuses to tell me when's next that you're going back and, and try again or going to apply again. Like I didn't fail. You just didn't get it that time. Or, or don't tell me why it didn't happen. Tell me how it's going to happen now. Work on the solution. Don't work on the problem. If you could go back and ask, let's say you could go back and talk to the younger you and give yourself some life advice. What would that be? You won't realize how fabulous you are right now until about 20 years from now, or 40 years from now. You'll look back and you'll say, I had so much more possibility than I even knew or realized. What else I would say is, it's not all about you. Look more outside of you than you look inside. Look out, outward focus more. Yeah, love that. Forgive faster. Ooh. Yeah. Let go. Forgive. Let go. Don't hold. Don't hold on. What you hold on weighs you down. Sure. It's like you're not going to get anywhere holding on to anger, holding on to resentment. Let it go. Forgive quickly. Forgiveness is for me. Forgiveness sets me free. And for anyone else, when you forgive and the quicker you forgive, you're going to want to and have to one day anyway, if you're ever going to really fly and float like a butterfly and sting like a bee, you're going to have to be letting go and forgiving. So, Choose to do it early. Choose. You can, do, you, can, you can wait a day. You can wait a month. You can wait a year. You can wait 10 years. You can wait a lifetime. Yeah. Do it to yourself. Set yourself free. Don't hold on. No one is that more important. It's a gift when you free yourself. You know, I dragged around my baggage of my past and it was heavy. And, and, yeah. and I was dragging all that shit into my future. And once yeah. I said, you know, I let go of the bags, it freed me up. You know, I battled depression for a long time as, as a young man. And I've, I, once I let go of the bags, I've never been depressed ever again. We don't realize it's all them underlying little things, one after another, that we hold on to. Every little bit of weight that we're holding, that one and that one. You remember, John, when he did that to me and she did that to me and this mother effer and, and that one. And, th and you look around, you got all these bags that you've been carrying. And all like, what am I carrying them with me for? That one's, he, that one's not even living anymore. And I'm still carrying it. What he did to me in 1984 or whatever, you know, or what happened. I didn't get that job. And that one fired me. And like, man, let, let, let that go. Yeah. Let that go so you can fly. So you can float in flow. Flow is another word. Flow is my word. Live a life in flow. That's holding on is taking you out of path, right? Procrastinating is holding you back. Shutting down is not getting... Just flow. Live in the now is all I can do is be with what is today. Not right now, actually. Choose from now. Keep choosing from now. And that don't get ahead of yourself because you're setting up failure, worrying what tomorrow next week is going to be. If you're taking care of right now, it always takes care of the next moment or the next day or the next year. You know what I mean? It's like, of course, Absolutely. I need to worry about this, worry about that. But if you're do, you, worrying about them ain't helping you, just making the right decisions right now is going to create that, not have to worry. So just know that I'm going to, what's my best choice here? What's the right thing? Continue doing the right things and continue making the choices that are progressing me and moving me forward and is the right thing to do. Coming from love. Always, like you said, if you keep coming from love with everything you're doing, Get out of your head, drop 10 inches into your heart. How would I come about it if I was in my heart? If I was being compassionate, if I was being loving, if I was being supporting, if I was being forgiving, what would I say and what would I do? Or if I was going to be fearful, I was going to be from ego, if I would be from control, what would I, you know, you could go there. But if you're in your heart, you can't be in those places. So just drop into your heart. And like you said, doing the right thing when you're coming from your heart, it's always going to be the right thing. And I love that you said, you know, now is the present and, you know, the past is the past. You cannot change the past. 
So many people live there. It, it, yeah, but that's it, depression. That's, that's yeah, that is yeah. I, you know, it's like driving Failure. a car, looking in your rearview mirror. You're going to crash. Yeah. Okay. Be in the the future doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. All no you future have, in the past. No future. All in the you past. have is the present. And you got to treat it just like a present, like a little kid on Christmas when you got a present and you opened it up and you played with it and you were excited. That's what now is right now. The present. I love toast. My favorite. I, I love toasting at dinners. I'm a big toaster. My number one favorite. Yesterday's history. Tomorrow is a mystery. Today is a gift. That's why they call it the present. It's yours. You get to unwrap it and decide how you're going to live it. It's your gift. It's your present. It's so powerful. It's where all our power lies. We're not powerful yesterday. We're not powerful tomorrow. We're powerful right now. How I show up in this relationship, what I'm going to do next, how I'm going to respond to what just happened, something negative, something challenging. That's in the moment and now in the present going to determine tomorrow and the next week how that relationship goes, what I do now. Now, now, now. The Power of Now, Eckhart Tolle. Mm -hmm. Great book. Yeah. Read more. Like you said, educate yourself. The young people, success all over. All these amazing books that you can get all these nuggets to condition yourself and gain this wisdom from the greats that learned it and teaching it. Yeah, success like leaves teaching clues. This yeah. All over, yeah. But applying ourselves, taking the action to pick that book up. Find a coach. Find a coach. Find a mentor. You know, yes. invest in yourself. Yeah. I, I get coached all the time. I love coaches. I just had, I just spent, I can't even tell you, I won't even tell you how much I spent on a coach for a 12 month uh, mastermind course and amazing experience, amazing growth. I was so, I couldn't wait to make the payments, the quarterly payments, yeah. because I was so excited getting so much value. Yeah. Well, that's it. I mean, it's really find a good coach, somebody that you can model, somebody that's actually been there, done that. And can show you the path. Sometimes people need a kickstart. That's what a coach is. A coach is a supporter for to keep you on track, let you know when you're off track, and give you some guidance for you to reach a higher speed, a higher level, a higher vibration to attain the things you want. Yeah. It's just kind of things you already know, but keeping you in, in, in flow of all of it. Keeping you in flow and adding some wisdom that they've learned which there's, you know, so much wisdom out there. So getting a coach to help support you is one of the best things you can do. Michael Jordan had, you know how many coaches he had at one time? He had four different coaches in his life in the height of his career yeah. for different things. Tom Brady, how many coaches you think he's got for different things, for a passing coach, a stretch coach, a, a fitness coach, a business coach, a, you know? That's it's really like important. you can help yourself grow. And if you're not growing to the level you want, Find someone like a mentor or a coach to help you that you can confide in to talk with to get some direction. Yeah, and be careful. Be careful who you surround yourself with. Make sure you have that. It's the your right homework. coach. You yes, know, do your homework. Yeah. Vet that coach. Make sure it's the right. Follow coach. your intuition. They'll leave clues pretty quickly. Yeah. And and follow your your gut about that. When you find someone good, you trust in them, and you're getting value from them. Continue. Reward that. And if not, shift and change. You don't have to, just like anything else. The car ain't working for you. The relationship is the girl you're dating is not the right one. You see it when you know it. Don't turn the blind eye to it. It's only going to expand. What it is now is what it's going to be later, but maybe even more of. Love it. Ronnie, I can't thank you enough for coming on the podcast. I love that. I was so glad yeah. just to connect with you. It's been too long and I'm so happy to see your life, where it is, the path that you're on, the blessings that's come into your life. And the growth and change, the shift that you've made, I'm, I'm really more, uh, I'm very proud of you, but I'm just so happy for you because I hear it, I see it, and I feel it, your joy, your fulfillment, just like you're living your path, you're living your dream, you're living your vision, you're living your purpose. And, and when we're doing that, we wake up every day in joy. We, we wake up every day in a dream life. This is a life we were meant to live and not enough people are living it. And that's what I tell people on my uh, Facebook. Friend me on Facebook, Ronnie Ebanks, E-B-A-N-K-S, R-O-N-N-I-E, E-B-A-N-K-S. And my Facebook group, I'd love to have you in, is Shifting Into Your Best Self with Ronnie Ebanks. And I just speak there when I'm inspired and called to and something I learn in the mornings, usually on my exercise at the beach 
with my puppy, uh, something will come to me and I'll share. I just give shares all the time to try to inspire, to bring some more awareness, to expand your consciousness on some things. And uh, I would love to have uh, anyone that would love to be in the group. But thank you so much for your energy and for having me on today. I really enjoyed this and loved connecting with you. Oh, it's my honor. What's your uh, Instagram handle? Change underscore agent underscore coaching. That's awesome. my Instagram coaching page. Yeah. Change agent coaching. Change underscore agent underscore coaching. Awesome. I'll put those in the links in the description with your Facebook links. Great. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. And reach out uh, if in any way I can ever support you. And uh, I just love what you're doing. And uh, I know them students are blessed to have you uh, guiding them and in their life and giving them this kind of support. Because again, like you said, if me and you could have had this at a young age, had a mentor that really cared and came from an authentic place that you're coming from, that I come from, with the, to give to young people, to older, to everyone outside of us that we can help. It's so beautiful. And uh, I really commend you for that and uh, really happy for you. Well, you keep shining your light, brother. Thank you, Billy. I look forward to seeing you. Have a wonderful evening. All right. Take care. Bye. Peace. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. Please rate, review, share this with your friends. Subscribe if you haven't. Please take whatever you get from here, the golden nuggets, and apply them to your career. Go after your dreams with passion. Don't let anybody tell you it can't be done. I believe in you. Follow your dreams. I'll see you in Hollywood.